Hi, this is Sheila Jackson, founder of Eve's Lime Productions. For the last decade, I have been uncovering the stories of black women in rock. And while the goal is to bring those stories to you in film, this is a subject that deserves multiple platforms. So welcome to Five Pounds of Rock, a podcast that showcases unique, bold black women from around the globe who have been called to rock music and the rock life. It's a celebration of our freedom, our heritage, our music, and the legacy of our rock roots. Hi, and I'm with Denitra Isler Lukey, who just got married. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you, thank you. With Concrete God down in Atlanta, which you know, I'm originally from Memphis, Tennessee. So, I'm a Southern girl. I love seeing rockers. You know, I grew up watching women sing the blues yeah. in Memphis on Bill Street. So, yeah. I love the, the image of, you know, a whole rock scene happening down in Atlanta. Tell me about uh, you and about Concrete God. How long have you guys been around? Um, well, Concrete God is, we're going on five years, um, actually four years with this rendition. Uh, we changed our uh, drummer. Uh, so four years actually together um, with, uh, I'm God Mama and Concrete God. And then we have our guitar twins. Um, which is Oshlander and Professor Steamboy. And then we have the coolest bass player on the face of the earth. That's why they call him cool. <laughs> and then bringing in the rear and keeping us on time, we have um, the Concreter. And he is just, he's a character all himself. I mean, that's, you know, he, he reminds me of a wrestler. You know, he always wears a kilt and he's, you know, loud and and just a beast on the drone so um so we've been we've been kicking it together for it's going on four years and uh playing within the atlanta scene and outside of atlanta um and just having a great time doing rock writing together and trying to put out some kick-ass music um we 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 tend to be of course, we get compared to Mother's Finest. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's just, you know, when they when people see a black rock band, a lot of times the first thing they say is, oh, you remind me of Mother's Finest. Um, but we, we, have, we do have a soulful kind of sound that rides on top of really hard rock, though. We definitely go a little more towards metal um, oftentimes. Um, and then we do classic as well. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I really, it's like a metal sound because even, you know, in preparing for our conversation today, I was all morning listening, you know, to Concrete God. <laughs> and uh, I love the music. I love the, I love that it goes so hard and that it has that soulful, you know, bottom to it, which is really great to listen to. So what's the, so what's the, I guess, kind of creative process of your band. How do you guys collaborate? Do you write together? Do you write the music? You know, how does that work? That's a great question because one of the things that I that I really pride myself on with our band is that we, we write together a lot. Um, usually someone will come up with a riff, uh, whether we're in rehearsal or they'll bring it to rehearsal. Um, I tend to write 
all the lyrics and melodies. Um, and uh, also uh, Professor Steamboy, he'll he'll do lyrics sometimes as well. But everybody kind of creates their own part. And so a lot of times, um, either it'll come out of a really good improv because we every rehearsal, we just kind of vibe together for a while and um, come up with, with songs right on the spot. And we like to do that live too. Sometimes we'll ask the audience to throw a um, an idea out or a word and we'll just create a song on the spot. So we do that in rehearsal a lot. Um, or someone will bring in an idea and we'll flesh it out in rehearsal and go back and kind of work on each individual part and bring that back together and create the song. But I tell you, we have so many songs in my little um, Apple phone that we started and, you know, either didn't finish or we, you know, worked and was like, uh, you know, we're going to put this on the shelf. And then sometimes we'll go back and, and pull those back out and um, flesh them out. But um, I, I really am proud of the fact that we've gotten to the point where we can, you know, write together as a band. It used to be that, um, uh, Oshlander, not Oshlander, I'm sorry, um, Professor Steamboy and I would do a lot of, you know, the, the writing on the side, but we now, everybody, you know, is really involved in the writing of, of all of our music, which is pretty awesome. Cause let me tell you, five personalities <laughs> to be able to create music together. Yeah. Well, it's a relationship. I mean, sometimes we get on each other's nerves and can't stand each other, but we have worked on being able to communicate and talk things through and, and let egos stay to the side, you know, and, and get the work done. You know, we're, we're, we're like a family. You know, I was listening to, um, one of your song black phoenix today and that's what i wanted to ask you about just your mission as as an artist and i love the way you know especially a lot of times with rock music with black black women in rock in particular uh there's activism behind the creation of the music you know whether it's the activism of just our freedom of expression the freedom to be who we are to be angry to be sad happy to be yes. in a rage or whatever just unapologetically yes. you yes. know is what i love about it and honestly that is the what really attracted me to rock you know um i i have two sides you know, and it's so funny. We had, we wrote a, a song called Alter Ego, which is kind of about that. Like when you have these two kind of personalities, there's the one side of me that's very much, um, you know, I'm going to follow the law. I'm going to. And then there's that other side that's kind of just like F it all, you know, and we're going to go for what is right and what is right. And um, what I love about being a black rock band is that oftentimes we, we create music um, uh, that is about revolution, that is about um, um, black joy, that is about black empowerment, that is a that is about destroying you know this mantle of, of racism that we deal with, and that we speak the truth, and we are most of our audience is directly who we need to be talking to, you know. And I tell you, sometimes it is not very comfortable when you're in a in a club and you look up and there's all these confederate flags but it makes it even more sweet when we when we um play black phoenix or when we play silence you know 
or when we play these other songs that are saying, you know, we're not tolerating this. Yeah. Do you play Black Phoenix when you're playing to a white audience? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep, we sure do. We sure do. And sometimes, I mean, we don't do it in every... Okay, Black Phoenix is a song um, that is basically talking about what we're dealing with now. All of our um, beautiful Black uh, men and women being killed in the streets, you know, Um, and giving homage to everyone who's lost their lives because of police brutality. Um, that it's it's one of the it's an older song actually we don't sing it as much as we used to because it's like one of our our first songs um we actually have a new song out called was it was it inspired by Trayvon Martin yes 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 and so Castile and yeah it's yeah yeah it really and that and that's sad that one of the 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 biggest problems that I had singing the song was when I would get to the part where I'm calling out names, there's so many damn names to remember all the names. Oh, it, it is just every time I get to that part, it's, it's heartbreaking because I could sing that for hours and keep going, you know? So, but we have a, a new song out called silence, you know, um, that also talks about the fact that, you know, we're not necessarily hanging from the trees as much, but we're, you know, the the pavement hears our cry, you know? And so, um, and just, and and that was out of anger because it says silence, um, you know, it's basically saying, I don't want to hear the the crap anymore. I don't want to hear anything. There's nothing more to say, you know? so yes, I think I think rebellion rock is is steeped in rebellion, it, you know, and also punk, and also as a woman, you know, some of the songs that I love to write as well are just songs that are sexually empowering for women, and uh, empowering in a way. There's one song called Gold that I wrote because I was in in the swimming pool once with my husband and. This guy was cleaning the swimming pool and um, he released this chemical into the pool and kind of blew into our faces, you know. Um, And to give you some background, my husband is white and Puerto Rican, okay. Um, He he looks very white, but he he grew up with most of his Puerto Rican family. But anyway, and he always also always grew up in the black culture. So he gets it. So anyway, right. So, um, I mean, had amazing, his white father too. But anyway, so he, I went up to the man and I said, you know, what, what was that that you just put in the water? It blew back in our faces. And he just kind of said, oh, it's just, you know, baking soda or something. And he walked away and kind of threw his hand back and literally kind of just ignored me. And I was, I was, my husband could tell that I was boiling. He didn't hear what happened. And so he's like, what happened? And I was like, you know, he just acted like I was just, you know, like I was invisible. And he later went around to my husband and asked, is everything okay? Was every, you know? And so I went back up to him. I'm like, I'm the one that confronted you. You need to talk to me. 
I'm the one that you need to be discussing this situation with. And so out of that situation, um, we wrote the song Gold, um, which, you know, I talk about, you know, you want me invisible, you know, adrenaline to my soul, you know. Um, and so it's just like, I'm, you know, you're not going to silence me. You can't silence me. And that's a lot. A lot of women deal with that, um, dealing with men as well, that that oftentimes we um, are silenced, you know, and, and we have to continue to say, hey, I'm gold. You can't, I'm not invisible. You can't not see me. <laughs> that's like pretending that the sun is pretending shining. that the sun doesn't shine. <laughs> I'm so shy. You know you see woman. me. <laughs> right, exactly. That's what the song says. It's like, you know you see me. Like, stop, cut all the BS. I'm gold. You know you see me. And as much as you try to keep me down, I'm still going to flourish and, you know, be brilliant. Exactly. So. Exactly. I love that. Now I've got to seek that song out. Next. <laughs> we've got <laughs> a we've got a new uh we've got a video out for gold, which is um in our um COVID series and also for Murder Me, which is also the the um side of rebellion. I was talking about it just about women be empowered in their sexuality and and embracing it and mm -hmm. you know. So tell me about your COVID series because I was gonna ask you what COVID was like for you you know, going through that process. I know a lot of people got a lot of writing done, <laughs> you know, during COVID with clubs closed. And I don't, you know, Atlanta opened up in a different way. So I don't know what the situation is there for you yeah. guys. Not close. I'm, I'm in LA and we still locked down. We, we've increased to code yellow, but yeah, but you all are down partying and everything else. I know it's like when I look on Facebook with my friends in the South and I'm like, this is a this is a memory lane post, right? And it's like, no, this no, is last night. Last, <laughs> you know. Every time I talk to my friends that live in a different place, um, I'm just amazed at you know. A lot of them are still like you said. You just now on in L.A. on, honey. I think we were on quarantine for maybe a month or two, and then Atlanta was just like, nope, we're wide open. So we have actually done some gigs during this time. Um, we were careful at first to, yep, we sure have. We sure have. For for a long time, we didn't even meet because, of course, we were, you know, being careful. And then, and to this day, we still, when we meet for rehearsal, we're pretty much six feet apart, um, which, is, which is helpful, and we do that. But we have actually done um, probably two or three gigs during this time, you know, and the crazy part about it is I will do an announcement and tell people, listen, you know, cause I'm a huggy kind of person. So our regulars are used to coming up and saying, Hey, and hugging and, you know, and I'll say, you know, I'm not doing hugs, please keep six feet. And it doesn't matter. People are, <laughs> people are doing, people are doing all that. People, the club, the clubs are packed. The clubs are packed. The parks were packed. When you go on the Beltline, the Beltline down here is is off the chain. Like Atlanta is is open, and I'm always very careful to wear an N95 and stuff like that. But that's why I let people know before I perform because I have to take it off when I'm singing to kind of you know back up and keep your distance, you know. Um, but we've done a lot of writing. We did uh, two videos for 
uh, Punk Black, which is, I'm sure you've heard of Punk Black, which is our our um, kind of local uh, black punk scene and rock scene here. And actually, they're not local, just local. They're actually national as well. Started in Atlanta uh, by Vaughn, who's amazing, who really is um, holding on to the roots of like rock and punk. So it's not like, you know, I mean... Some other platforms are, you know, a little more commercial, but he's sticking to the grunge of like new, just starting bands to the bands that have been around and are seasoned. And it's really dope to go and check out all this new talent that's in Atlanta and people fly in and drive in to, to perform at Punk Black. So it's a really important platform for Black Rock. So they've really created a, a music scene in terms of performance space. Oh, yeah. Our clubs that you perform in that, you know, it's like the punk black stage happening that night, that sort of thing. So yeah. you already had that in Atlanta yeah. coming. Yeah, they have, they have, uh, Vaughn created a wonderful platform uh, for us. And like I always say, punk black is our home. You know what I mean? Um, that's the one place that I'm like, I'll perform for free for punk black. You know what I'm saying? Not if you get too big, though, Vaughn. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> but for right now, you know, I love you. But um, but other places, yeah, you, you know, we got to get paid. But, but for Punk Black, because he's so good at um, keeping everything authentic and keeping it the roots. And, you know, sometimes you go to a Punk Black show and a band might be a little bit like, oh, you know. <laughs> but that's what the scene is. That's what's so wonderful about the art scene, yeah, it is that you're gonna you're gonna get some bands that are freaking incredible, and you're gonna get some bands that are like, okay, you need to go back to the garage for a couple more months and you know get some practice in. But it's a beautiful, beautiful um, platform. What's the black audience like in Atlanta for for punk rock and rock music overall? Well, black rock music. You know what I love? I love that um, it's such a mix. You're going to have, um, you know, all the creatives and the people that are going to come out with the cosplay and um, um, all the kind of little punk kids that are just chilling in the corner and uh, blue afro. And then you're going to get, you know, just like your regular college kids, um, you're going to get, you know, a lot of hip hop. and rap. Like, because now everybody's embracing all kinds of music. It's all just kind of blending together. So just like the music, we're finding that in the audiences, um, especially like in the punk black um, platform, you get just get a blend of everybody. Now, when we're doing gigs and we're at biker bars and we're at, you know, the classic rock bars, um, we're, we're playing to mostly white audiences. But we still, there's still, even in those biker bars, I'm noticing uh, in those rock venues that even those are becoming more um, mixed, you know, with everyone wanting to just, you know, hear good music. Because the truth of the matter is good music is good music. Good music is good music. <laughs> and it's funny because I, I lived abroad for a while in the Caribbean and, I could listen to the radio, and it used to be like this in the 70s when I was growing up. I could listen to the radio, and I could hear rock, and I could hear some hip-hop, then I could hear soul, then I might even hear a little, you know, 
Broadway tune or yes, yes, and that's how Harry Connick Jr. or that's my thing. Like I gotta listen to everything. You know, I listen to, uh, I listen to rap. I listen to. I was just listening to gospel. You know, I listen to reggae. I listen to rock. I listen to jazz. I mean, it. If it's good, it's good country. Way down yonder in the Chattahoochee. It gets harder than a hoochie hoochie. You know what I mean? So it doesn't matter if it's a good song, it's a good song. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So what has what has well I'll ask you, what has what is your mission now or like the next level is well I won't say, as as the rest of the country comes out of COVID. <laughs> Because you all are already post-COVID in Atlanta. Uh, What's next for Concrete God? Like, what's the... Because this has been a little time to... I know for me, it has been time to just meditate and really like a cleansing and clarifying of goals during this time. For And I know it's been like that for a lot of people and for a lot of artists, too, you know. So what's the next step for Concrete God? Well... Thankfully, because we've had this break, we've done a lot of um, writing. So the next thing I know that we want to do is get back into the studio. Um, we just recorded uh, four songs um, that we're going to release, but we have so many more that we need to get in there and record. And then just being able to play out more, because I tell you, you can rehearse all you want, but being on that stage breathing with the audience that's what it's about i mean the the i love i'm a theater baby so i'm also an actress that's my that's my day job yes i know i've seen you on on the resident and and some other things because i was looking at something and i was like that's denitra <laughs> i forgot what it was but yeah that that which came first the theater or the rock oh well Definitely. See, you would have to say the singing or the theater because I've been singing my whole life. Um, Definitely the theater came before the rock. Um, I used to have a drum and bass band, but, you know, uh, that's hard hitting and and, and aggressive, but it wasn't quite rock. Um, So I've been performing my whole life and theater again was my, my first love. And then I moved into TV and film, which is um, basically what I do the most of now, just because, you know, eight shows a week is is hard. You know what I mean? After a while, you get, you're like, okay, well, maybe I will take a couple of 12-hour days or <laughs> over, over eight shows a week. You know, when you get older, you'd be like, yeah, work smarter, not harder. Um, but I still, you know, I still miss it. You know, I love the joy of being on stage and doing theater is amazing. So the band helps with that because, you know, every show is different. Every audience is different. Every interaction is different. And um, so we miss that. We miss the magic of being on stage. It's an experience when you come to a Concrete God show. We want to make sure that it's a party, that everybody's having fun. Um, we're not one of those bands that you come to a show and you're just going to chill back and drink your drink. And, you know, it's very interactive. You got to dance. You got to sing. You got to do, you know, you got to party with us. Yeah, that's awesome. So 
I I look forward to coming to Atlanta, and I hope to get there sometime this year, actually, because I can't wait to see you live. I mean, I've had, like I said, I have a, a, another colleague, a producing colleague that's in Atlanta, and she went to one of your shows, and she was just like, I'm going to follow them everywhere. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to be Tina. showing up at all the shows. <laughs> she was like, we her love voice. her. Her voice, and I love the, you know, we all love that soulful power of a of a good voice that can just, I uh, just cover us in emotion, you know, and power, and that that's how you put it out there. When I listen to your music, you know, so I have been loving it and enjoying Concrete God, and we have your music on our Black Women in Rock Spotify channels you can just look up black women in rocks playlist and concrete god is on there and i can't wait to add your new ep um where else can people find your music is is it concretegod.com and i want to say it's concrete with a k C O N. yes it's c-o-n-k-r-e-t-e um god.com we are on instagram we're on facebook uh we're on twitter we're on, I uh, think, Reverb Nation, Spotify, Apple Music, uh, pretty much anywhere that you, you find music. And then we have some uh, two videos that we released uh, through Punk Black um, that you can see. And we're just, uh, we're doing a, a, a virtual show, a charity show for the American Red Cross. And I think that's coming out in June. So be on the lookout for that because we do a whole half an hour um, show on that uh, charity platform too. And it's, and it's, and it's rocking. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me and I look thank forward you so much to for having me for concrete God and more of just the activism and the power and the music and the rebellion. Let the rebellion continue. <laughs> Let the rebellion continue, honey. We are who we are waiting for. You hear me? <laughs> exactly. Five pounds of rock to you. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Five Pounds of Rock, a production of Eve's Line. For more information, visit evesline.com or blackwomeninrock.com. And to hear the music of these artists, check out the Black Women in Rock playlist on Spotify.